2: They use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room.
0: I know exactly who that is. That's the mother f- that loses every god game. <laughs> That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> get it rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now
2: get me Saviour! What's up, party people? Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast. Delighted that you are along with us as The undefeated Washington Command, get ready to welcome in the Buffalo Bills to FedEx Field, which, by the way, as of this taping, is sold out. There is not a ticket to be bought on the open market. Unless, of course, you go to the secondary one. No doubt plenty will do that. You know, Bills Mafia travels well, but I'm going to be really interested to see exactly what the vibe is of the crowd. Because I got a feeling there's going to be quite a few more Commanders fans there than we've seen in recent years. I mean, taking out of account uh, opening day. We're going to talk to Sam Howell in just a couple of minutes. And then after that, Scott Jackson, the host of the Commanders post-game show with Fred Smoot, will be joining us as we chop up what happened in Denver and look ahead to Buffalo. First, though. Coach's tape is out. We have taken a look at it. So we got to give you some impressions of what we saw now that we've been able to see it from up top. Let's start with the offensive line. You know, there's a reason that Sadiq Charles graded out so well on PFF's website, and that's because he was an absolute monster along the offensive line against Denver. Went back and watched the whole thing. Um, he didn't let anybody, I think I counted one matchup that he lost that resulted in a tackle. If you go back and, and watch the tape, not only is Charles all over the place, he is just, and in the run game especially, just mauling people. Pass protection was good as well. Uh, didn't get beat for a sack. Never really let his guy in the run make a play. It was really really impressive, especially for a guy that's had trouble staying on the field for the last 2 years. So if if they if he can lock his position down along the offensive line, that's going to go a long way to fixing what's perceived to be and and what is right now a liability for this team. As a matter of fact, when you look at the entire when you look at the line in totality, yeah, You've got some problems on the edges. Uh, Charles Leno did not have a great game against Denver. But that being said, he played pretty solid week one against Arizona. So the jury's out on that. I'm a little worried about Andrew Wiley. But we're just going to have to see how the season plays out. Uh, But the interior of the line really has played fairly well. Uh, I also was impressed with the way that Nick Gates played at center. And Sam Cosby, though not as strong as Charles last week, still played solid. I mean, still gave you a solid starter-quality effort against Denver, and that was a big step up in class. Um, And you wonder, you know, when you look at things, it is a week-to-week league. Uh, Buffalo's edge rushers haven't been anything spectacular the first two weeks of the season. So with any luck, maybe the offensive line gets a little bit of a break in that regard on Sunday. Second thing was that, and I mean, it was obvious the first time you watched it, uh, Duron Payne, and in fact, the whole defensive line, was a disruptive force. I, they were just, after that, that first drive, they were all over the place. So kudos to Jack Del Rio for being able to make some in-game adjustments there and get them playing better, especially in the second half. And I got to tell you, Chase Young looked real good when you looked at him on tape as well. Um, It looks like he's got his explosiveness back. You know, he still got sucked in on the run a couple of times and let both the back and Russell Wilson get out in space. But, you know, for his first game back this season and only his fourth in, what, two years, looking pretty good. If, If, like we have been saying for a while now, if he can get back to his rookie year level, wow, look out things could get really really interesting on that defensive line all right sam howell met with the media on wednesday as he always does first question as we take you inside the locker room pretty simple one but you know how did he grade his performance there against denver
3: i think my just decision making overall was better um and i was just playing more decisive and getting the ball out on time um so i felt like i was in good rhythm
2: yeah, I mean, it, it did look like he, he did have a pretty good rhythm there. Uh, the thing I like about Howell is, again, he might make a mistake because he's inexperience, but he only makes that mistake once. You saw a lot of the things, a lot of the mistakes that he made against Arizona corrected against Denver. We also asked him uh, about the past the throw to Terry McLaurin for the touchdown because he fit that in a super tight window and put it just where it was either going to be Terry coming down with it or nobody coming down with it.
3: Yeah, I mean it obviously it was a, it was a good play. Um great catch by Terry. Um and I just got to I just got to continue to give Terry those types of opportunities. Um I knew that I could put the ball in a place where he would have the only chance to catch it. Um and and I trust Terry in those situations and he's not he's shown not only this year but throughout his career that in those situations he's more likely than not going to come down with it. Um and so You know, just credit to him, credit to EB, the coaching staff, who dialed that play up. It was one that we were looking forward to running the game, Um, and we had a good look for it. So it was just a matter of us going out there and executing, Um, and Terry made the play.
2: He sure did. What you are seeing here is what happens when you have a quarterback with a live arm. I love Taylor Heineke as much as anybody. He has all the grit in the world, but you just see Sam Howell's arm is – it's – just better it's stronger the ball comes out faster he can put it places like i said he fit that into that window placing that ball where the only person that was going to catch it was terry mclaurin you know and it's while we really enjoyed the years of yolo ball that we had um, it's a lot a hell of a lot better having a quarterback with a legit nfl arm um, that can they can make the throws that you need to make in the modern day NFL. And finally, his thoughts on Buffalo and Sam did what a starting quarterback is supposed to do, and that is not give the Bills any bulletin board material.
3: As a team, um, going against a, a team like Buffalo, um, they're one of the better teams in the league, and we're, we're excited for the challenge. Um, we're excited to, you know, give it our best, our best effort. Um, we can just kind of see where we're at. Um, we feel like we're going to have a All the stuff we have in so far, game plan-wise, has been really good. So we're excited about the plan and got to have a really good week of practice um, and go out there on Sunday and just play our game. Um, And I feel like if we do that, we'll have a chance.
2: Uh, Those are what you call platitudes. But it is going to be a very interesting measuring stick for this team. It's a young team. It's up and coming, we hope. It's one thing to beat the Cardinals uh, for week one. You were supposed to do that. It's another thing to go out to Denver and beat the Broncos. You thought you could do that. But now you got a team, now they're really stepping up in weight class here. I mean, the Bills are a legitimate Super Bowl contender at least as of right now we they appear to be. So, how do they do against them? Can they a hang? B have a chance to win and C maybe elevate their game and get a win against a team that pretty much everybody thinks they are not going to be able to win against. Take a break. When we come back, the host of the official Commander's Post Game Show, Scott Jackson, joins us here on the show. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Football is back in full swing. There is another week of epic games coming up, and who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? None other than DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly. In bonus bets. And nobody is missing out on the action this season. Because all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every day. Every game day this September. Here's what you got to do. If you want to get in on the official NFL Week 3 DraftKings action. Just go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only. On DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See slash football terms and eligibility and responsible gaming services bonus bets expires seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply you're listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl new episodes every monday download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from Welcome back. He is the host of the official Commander's Post Game Show, along with Fred Smoot, as well as the newly minted host of the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 in Virginia Beach. Please welcome to the show Scott Jackson. How are you, Scotty?
1: Very good, Bob. How are you doing?
2: I am well, my friend. Thank you so much for asking. Let's just jump ahead into it. Uh, We want to talk about the Bills in a second, but first, one more time, going back to Denver all you could say after the end of that one, I guess, was wow, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a terrible start. It's like everything you shouldn't do, uh, you know, to start a football game, and yet, you know, somehow they were able to pull it out, um, you know, which it just got better as the game went on. I mean, you know, whatever it was that they weren't doing defensively in the first half or in the first quarter, you know, second quarter, obviously, that turnover by, you know, Jamin Davis knocking the ball out of Russell Wilson's uh, hands and obviously recovery ended up really being the you know the pivotal point of the game it changed the momentum completely then you know really woke the team up when logan thomas got cheap shot at by kareem jackson i thought that was uh really a, a big momentum switch as well and they just kind of rode that from there and, and you know and then damn near gave the game away <laughs>
3: on the hail mary
1: uh you know at the end so uh you know they got to feel good two and oh i mean ron rivera has not been two and oh before here as you know he's had these terrible septembers usually you know they're they're coming in a hole most of the time and trying to they, climb their way out of the hole so uh this has been a been a good start but you know again, the, the neighborhood and the, the schedule is about to get a lot tougher here over these next few weeks
2: yeah ain't that the truth that'll start on sunday so give me give me your analysis on this you have been covering the nfl for longer than either one of us uh, want to admit uh Over 30 years, let's just be honest about it. Uh, More than a decade covering this team. Heard you do play-by-play last year. I thought you were fabulous at that, by the way. Um, But when you look at this team right now, what's the difference now from years past? Well, I mean, the quarterback's better. And
1: the offensive coordinator's really a lot better. Uh, They were coached better, um, you know, throughout the offseason. And I think that shows, I mean... Again, it's early this season. I don't want to drop too many conclusions, but it sure looks like the Chiefs could use a kick in the ass right now. Uh, and they don't have that coach on the staff anymore, right? And that was, oh, this guy's so mean. But with a young team, I think he was he was what they needed. And I know there were, you know, maybe a few guys that didn't like it in the beginning. But hopefully, they're seeing the fruits of that labor uh, with with Eric Bieniemy. But you know, again, I think it's great you got the right quarterback with the right kind of temperament, and, and more importantly, the right skill set. I mean. You can have the great temperament, the great attitude, like Taylor Heineke did, but you just don't have certain skills, you know, which Sam Howell does. I mean, Sam Howell's got a really live arm. He's athletic. Obviously, he's very tough. Uh, clearly, he does. You know, he's a smart player. He, he seems to learn from his mistakes. So, yeah, I man, I just think this has been a building roster for a while. They have been lacking that quarterback position. Um, you know, and I, I think last year, you know, clearly very close to making the postseason, uh, you know, but the fatal mistake of getting Wentz back on the field in Cleveland cost him any chance of that. So, yeah, I, I just think it's it's a better team with a with a better they're being coached better this time around, and uh, and again, quarterback I think's been the huge thing too.
2: I completely agree with you. I think that has been the difference maker. So the last play of the game, the way I kind of looked at it and rationalized it was, whatever you say about. St. Jude's play, it wasn't. It wasn't just blatant, you know. And, and I'm thinking maybe the refs, maybe their philosophy is, don't decide the la- the the last play of the game or whatever uh, un- with a flag unless it's it's blatant. What do you see when you looked at it?
1: Yeah, they might have. Um, I also think you know the, the Broncos got away with Cortland, Cortland Sutton's catch on the sideline that set him up for the hail mary. I don't, I don't think he was in bounds. I don't, I don't think they ever got a really good look at that either. So. I mean, there you know, look, there's a million misplays in the game. I mean, I think mean, they got away with the face mask as well and the fumble, um, just like mm-hmm. last year when they beat the Eagles. You know, Goddard was face masked clearly, and, and they didn't call it. I mean, it happens. Uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, it's probably probably blown call. I mean, I guess if you're Sean Payton, you're like, gosh. I mean, pass interference in the end zone. Feel like this happened before somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so they they definitely uh, got a, you know got one there and. um you know, at the same time, it was a costly, a costly win. If Logan Thomas is out an extended period of time, you know, as well as Cole Turner and Bates played in his place. I mean, that you know, that's a shame because you know Logan made a hell of a catch to get hit like that, and just a cheap hit from a player who had done the exact same thing the week before uh, and was still allowed to be on the field. I think is something the NFL needs to think about.
2: I agree with you 100%. All right, we look ahead to the Bills then this weekend. Uh, Definitely a step up in weight class. This is a bona fide Super Bowl contender. And, uh, hey, the vibe here this weekend could be different than years past because we're looking at a second straight sellout for FedEx.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And and my question with with the seats is that are those Commanders fans or are those Bills fans because, as you know, uh, Bill's yeah. Mafia, they travel. They don't like to live in Buffalo. They like to move out into nicer areas where there's better jobs. So um, there's a lot of them in the D.C. area. Um, I know over the years there's been a ton of sports bars that, that cater to Bill's fans because they're everywhere. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting because it might be, you know, I don't think it's going to necessarily be like Atlanta was on Sunday when it was all Packer fans. But it could be a little more like old FedEx where, yeah, good crowd, but they're not here really for the home team. So I'll be fascinated to see. But maybe with the buzz of maybe people that would give away this corporate seat will keep them and get them to the right fans, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, look, Buffalo's got some flaws. I think they've kind of, to me, you know, they beat the Raiders last week. Good for them. Uh, they should have um, the week before uh, the Monday night game was, was uh, really bad, the way they played. I think there's still a lot of people, even people around Buffalo, that wonder if they're really legit or not. I think losing Brian Dayball is still a concern for them as the offensive coordinator. I don't think Ken Dorsey has nearly as much control over uh, Josh Allen as, as Dayball did. So we'll see how that c- continues to go moving forward. Uh, I think the positive thing, if I'm a Bills fan looking at this game, is they actually found a way to run the football with a running back last week uh, very successfully. And Washington's been susceptible to run. I mean, they, they get off to these slow starts against the run uh, for whatever reason, You know, both first two weeks, and this is nothing new. We've seen it in the past as well. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever that is, but, you know, hopefully they can adjust to that early in this game. And, and obviously the thing that scares you the most is Diggs, you know, Davis and, and Josh Allen off script are the things that seem to kill you with Buffalo. Uh, I think defensively, you know, they're, they're pretty sound too. I mean, they really get after the quarterback. So how, uh, you know, once again, we'll have to be good at getting rid of the football, and protecting the football. He did, he did a better job this week against Denver. Um, but, you know, he certainly has got some, um, Got some, got some, uh, you know, things that he's got to clean up in that regard.
2: Yeah, no doubt. You know, the one thing that I'm um, excited about defensively is is how they perform. It's one thing to play well and dominate against Josh Dobbs. It's another thing to play well and beat Russell Wilson. But Josh Allen, that's that's pretty much about as high up as you can get on the quarterback food chain. I'm really excited to see how this defense does against a player like Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, again, they got a lot of they got a lot of weapons. They've been at this high level for a long time. And, you know, it's, it's different, though, this year with McDermott running the defense. I mean, you're going to have a lot of knowledge uh, there, you know, with uh, McDermott's gone against the Chiefs the last few years. So, obviously, you know, and vice versa. You know, so the enemy's used to his defenses as well. Um, you know, and Ron, obviously, McDermott, his best years. Well, Sean McDermott was his D coordinator uh, in Buffalo – or, excuse me, in Carolina. So, right, you know. I think there's just a lot of that stuff that matches up. And, again, if you want to be, you know, a team that's taken seriously, I think it's a big chance for the commanders. I mean, look, it's week-to-week league. I mean, as good as Buffalo looked last week, you know, the road's different. I mean, we saw them play, you know, again, a mediocre Jets team and lost to them on Monday Night Football. So, um, you know, anything's possible. Washington should feel like they can come in here and win the game, but they can't. I mean, they're not going to—they're not going to be Buffalo turning it over three times like they did, or four times like they did in Week One, and, and getting away with it. It's got to be cleaner, like it was against Denver. Uh, but at the same time, I also don't think they can afford to get in a uh, 21-3 hole against the, the Bills and feel good about themselves either. All
2: right, Scott, I don't want to keep you any longer. Uh, but before we go, let people know how they can find you online, on air, and everywhere else. The floor is yours, my friend.
1: Get us on the app, Aaron Priority Sports Radio Audio app uh, down here in Virginia Beach seven five seven. You know, and then obviously Sundays, iHeart app or Big One Hundred up in D.C. with Fred Smoot on you know Sundays, uh, Thursdays, and whatever else we'll have the Commanders to play this season, we'll be there uh, after the game and at halftime. So uh, yeah, and at Jackson Sports on the X these days, I'm really having a hard time remembering to say X. It sounds really stupid, but that's the, what they want. Oh, to no, I don't. still
2: say X too, so don't worry about it. All right, thank you, my friend. We shall talk. Soon, I appreciate it. Alright, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And that's gonna do it for us. We gotta get on out of here. Make a clock on the wall say it is time. We will talk to you after the Buffalo game. Enjoy it. Enjoy week three. And as the wise man wants to say, if you once said rather, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do need
0: to introduce myself. I'm a man of will and change. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain, me damn sure the pilot washed his hands. Oh, it was a time for a change Killed the saw and its ministers Anastasia, screeching bay I rode a tank, held a generous rank When the bliss free raged And the fight is staying.